0: Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast, this is episode number 56 featuring a review of the Japanese experimental action samurai film called Crazy Samurai 400 vs. 1 and we'll get to that a little bit later but first I am one half of your hosting duo JP podcasting on this march 6 2021 saturday actually and uh joining me tonight is carly we're both podcasting out of southwest pa hope you guys are enjoying us back i think we took a little bit of a break here um saint Maud posted a little while ago and it feels like we haven't recorded in a really long time but we had some scheduling issues so we're back now
1: yes we are back we are back And I've watched quite a bit of moves, I feel, since we last recorded. Have you?
0: Mm, Not quite a bit, but I've watched. Thank God. More than last time. (laughs) Right, right.
1: But yeah, uh, so we are back. It is now March, and what's been going on with you?
0: Um. I've just been really, like, busy lately. I don't know. I've been, like, focusing on work and stuff and uh you know had a few different problems come up in life that really stressed me out so um i hadn't been watching a bunch of stuff and then i was kind of just like you know um focused on other things i feel a little bit better now so i my my uptick has started a little bit there was a week there i think i watched six movies in in like 18 days or something like that that's crazy which is like horrible for me who averages one a day pretty much yeah um like even even in february my february pretty much like nosedived um i ended up with what 27 films in february Mm -hmm. when I when I the the month started and I was pretty much hitting like two a day (laughs) for the first you know part of the month so yeah between like the 19th and 28th I watched like six movies
1: yes that is quite pathetic buddy but sometimes you need to take a break anyway from movie watching so it happens um I feel like I mean, I kind of slowed down a little bit, but then, because I was kind of busy for a while too, but I feel like I'm back to watching one pretty much every night. Last night i tried to watch two, but I fell asleep halfway through at the one because I am an old man. But, uh, yeah, movie watching, my new job's going well, and I'm trying to think if I've really done anything exciting. I don't think that I have. I recorded, uh, horror hunting video the other day that was fun um that was last weekend that I did that and went to a few different thrift stores different ones I'd never been to and I've come to the conclusion that there's nothing good around here and it's depressing but whatever I found a few things here and there and uh that was that uh you and I yesterday we kind of bought a few moves um from an adventure that we went on and that was fun but other than that nothing really exciting I don't think has happened in my life pretty boring glad it's finally like sunny out and not dreary and snowing That's yeah what
0: i definitely had a case of the seasonal depressions um i always feel better like even okay like this is gonna sound weird but when bad stuff happens in my life mm. it feels <clears throat> worse when it's in the winter
1: yeah Nah, that doesn't sound weird. I think it just makes it all the more gloomy. Because you, like, get horrible news and you look outside and it's, like, all shitty out. So it's, like, tops it off. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's still, like, freezing out. But it's actually sunshiny out and the sky is nice and blue. So I am happy about that. And I sp- I think it's supposed to be nice, like, this coming week. So I am happy about that as well. And I hope that the snow does not come back because in pennsylvania the snow sometimes comes back with a vengeance and i don't want that to happen because it's been a pretty rough winter honestly but um yeah that is that is all i have to say on that matter that is all i have to say on that matter
0: what is the what is that place you went to that had the fangos
1: uh that was um uh, i don't even know what it was called it was in the washington mall which washington is an area around us uh, about 40 minutes away from where we live and um it was inside there it was like a collect it was like a collectible store they had a little bit of everything they kind of specialized in trains and like you know model trains and model cars that was kind of their big thing so i went in there thinking like all all they're going to have is that and like comic books probably but um they actually had a section of movies and mainly horror movies. And it was nice because they uh, coordinated them to be, here's the horror section, here's the drama section, here's the comedy section. So it wasn't a pain to look through them. And they had a pretty decent selection. I bought a few things there. And then the fangos were kind of hidden away because I, I, went to check out and um, the guy had to go get another guy to check me out because he wasn't responsible for that. So I was waiting there and I turned around and the fangos were like underneath the shelf Um, How many were there? Um, There there weren't that many. There was probably like five whenever I went, so I don't know if they would have more than that, but at least that's what it seemed like they had, because they had those, and of course they had like other ones like Rue Morgue and the other basic horror magazines, so I just grabbed one. They were $3 a piece, so it wasn't too bad.
0: That's about going right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I forget what the place was actually called, but it was inside of a mall. And I wasn't expecting, I just went in that mall expecting to find nothing because it's kind of one of those, much like a lot of malls, one of those ones that's fading and doesn't have much excitement to it. But I went to the whole end of the store and it was like way at the end at the food court area. So I was like, "Ooh, cool. Yay. But Um,
0: that was the most
1: exciting thing for me.
0: I I just bought probably four or five vangorias
1: from where online or?
0: yeah um they were about three three to four bucks a piece but i grabbed yeah. um i think i grabbed five or six of them i grabbed january 2005 february 2005 um march 2005 and then mm-hmm. i don't i want to say that one of the one of the ones I couldn't get the one with the devil's rejects on the cover i couldn't get oh um, that that was like uh like mid 2005 but then i think i got six of the i think there was 10 that came out in 2005 and i think i didn't get like the last four because it was like after shipping it came to like 24 or something like that and i kind of wanted to stay in that price range but i figured i'd buy, buy those ones this month and then next month month i'll buy the other ones and then I'll mm-hmm. read those. Because I, I started reading the um January issue online. In fact, I'm almost done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, And it actually got me more into wanting to do 05. Like, there was a big write-up on the, the White Noise film. And I was like, I'm about to watch White Noise. Because, like, it was kind of neat, you know, that, that they were talking about it, it when it was brand Like, it was about to come out, you know? Yeah. So, it was like... It was neat, and it made me want to watch... And, like, there's Land of the Dead on one of them and stuff like that, and... Like, some of the films are... Like, they put Doom on one of them, which is, like, stupid. I think Doom... No, Blade is on one of them. That was 2004. But, um... It's funny to see what they pick to put on there. But the Devil's Rejects issue makes sense that that one sold out. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that one goes for, like, in terms of online i like i know some of the earth yeah see that this this it's going for like 40 dollars which is Mm -hmm. um a little bit expensive like i'm not gonna pay that for it (laughs) honestly no yeah honestly the fangos used like i i bought a few i bought i used to buy them um a while back like here and there like the the old issues like just stuff that i i like the cut the covers were cool and stuff and some of the issues, like, are going for, like, a lot more money. Like, the first issue was going for, like, I want to say, like, $15. Mm-hmm. Now it's going for, like, 80 bucks or something. Like, issue number one. Back, this was a, year, a few years ago when I was, like, picked them up online. So they, the prices ha- have, like, skyrocketed since Jeremy collected the line.
1: Right, yeah yeah um i think the one i got is from 2001 it has sadako on it from ring and the the uh you know main article was like here's all the japanese horror films coming to america or something something like that so it's pretty cool i haven't even looked through it yet so i i kind of forgot about it i put it in my horror room and like didn't actually browse through it but now i want to so maybe after the show or later on tonight i shall dig into it because i like yeah. reading old- stuff from the past especially about a topic that i'm interested in so that will be cool i think i have i have one other fan Goria that i think you and i found whenever we went to that drive-in and we were browsing around in our free time i forget which one that is though but they're cool to collect when you find them yeah so
0: now i'm is. bummed because i'm gonna have to try to find this 245 because now I'll have all of them from two thousand five after like next month, but I won't have two forty five and that's gonna bother me <laughs> right right but I figured I figured that would be cool like when we get I never thought to do that, but when we get like a a year show
1: mm-hmm.
0: to to pick up try to pick up some fangos, but now it kind of disheartened me a little bit because I'm like, man, some of these like eighties years are so expensive now, like it before it was like the most expensive fangoria was like 15 bucks now like it's like not and that kind of bummed me out a little bit so i don't know if i'm gonna continue doing that if we get like 84 or something
1: (laughs) yeah i couldn't justify spending a ton of money on a magazine but that's why for me it's just cool to find them in a collectible store or something like that for cheap but
0: i mean jeremy got his whole run for very cheap
1: yeah he got lucky with all that
0: I need to get one of those magazine cases that he has though, because like I just have them mm. everywhere, between yeah, uh, me too. They're like actually kind of getting damaged and stuff just being out. Bloody. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna have to grab one of those. Yes. Um. Okay. Uh. Oh, I wanted to mention this too. Um. If you guys remember. Okay. So I was thinking about this, right? And mm. I'm like okay all these movies are coming to like paramount plus and like all like everything all of them and it's Mm -hmm. like we don't cover streaming on this show but it's like we're gonna have to cover streaming on this show because everything's coming out on on pluses and and stuff like that you know yeah even like i don't know dude i wanted to go to the theater and see tom and jerry just to support it yeah um even though, like, I don't know, I heard that it wasn't really that good, and... But I do love Tom and Jerry. Like, Tom and Jerry is classic dope shit. Um, but I don't know got why. got
1: Chloe Grace Marath in it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, that too. I wanted to support it. Um, I just... I don't know, like, if I'm ever gonna have time to go to these damn drive-ins, at, or these theaters anymore, dude. Because I'm always working. Yes. And, um... Like... We're recording the podcast, so it's like. But then I thought, okay, well, we're almost done with the podcast. We're we we only have a month left. Well, not a uh-huh. month, two months, two months and one week. No, exactly right. two months because one week is passed already, and we do have like a couple of weeks off. Like I think I'm off April twenty third and thirtieth of of the show, and the second of April. Ooh. So literally only two shows in April. And then one in May, which is the 05 show. And then March is booked up. We have all all of March booked. But that's only, what, four, five, six, seven more shows until Mm -hmm. September?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to have a lot more. My Fridays are essentially going to be free. um, But I might change my day off, I don't know, just to, like, alleviate some other people who always work Fridays. Um, so, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm gonna probably try to go to the movies again, but the, the, the thing I was thinking about is, like, do we bring Shutter and Chill back?
1: I don't know, buddy.
0: Or do we change this to that and like morph it like everybody said and just allow us to cover anything on this
1: i mean i almost feel like at this point it would be easier if we morphed it (laughs) what yeah i just i just feel like because then i feel like we'll bring shutter and chill back and we like you know we barely have time for this and i feel like we'll that'll get all screwy too with the scheduling and we'll end up like not going through with Shudder and Chill.
0: I feel like like I need to take the thumbnail from Shudder and Chill then (laughs) and change it to his and hers. Because, like, that thumbnail, I I think, fits. And I like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you should. I do like that thumbnail. It's a good thumbnail. It is Uh, the best.
0: um, Yeah, I think that, like, if I had more time, I would love to do Shudder and Chill weekly just because I do like covering those streaming films because it helps me. But, yeah, I think i think at this point with just the way things are it's like we almost like we tried to hold off on doing streaming things because we were like you know that's that's not what this show is this show is about like new films and theater but like it's it, literally we create this show for that and started the pandemic like so right. we created the pandemic essentially
1: No, nobody but uh yeah that's what that i mean the pandemic did happen yes but so, we didn't do it i swear
0: yeah, we're going to need to... I think uh, we're going to break that rule and allow streaming shows, streaming movies on here going forward, and that's, you know, essentially what everybody told us to do was to merge the shows. Well, the, first they said to just have a segment, but no, we're not watching yeah. two movies for this. Um, But yeah, we'll probably do that. We'll just allow ourselves to do... Um, you know. Whatever. Yeah, and maybe, uh, maybe recycle that thumbnail. I don't know. Um, mm. we could change that thumbnail from Shutter and Chill to, or Netflix and Chill to his and hers movie podcast. Yeah. Um, it's possible. Um. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, there's all these, like, Paramount Plus and... Uh, like hbo max it's just like every like everything like dude everything's coming out through those and i i I did notice that like a little bit of good news was um the tom and jerry film that got released i don't know if you caught this or not you probably didn't because you don't really pay attention to this stuff but it did good at the box office oh really yeah it really did um cool you would consider a pandemic hit at least uh that i would you know Mm -hmm. um i think it made like what did it make like 14 million uh opening weekend Mm -hmm. which you know isn't in it isn't great it isn't like you know a 50 million dollar opening but (laughs) that doesn't happen anymore you know (laughs) Yeah. Um it was it was only in 2475 theaters. Um and yeah, it it made it you know, came in at number 1, 14 million on opening weekend. And I think it's, you know, I think it's still doing I think it's still doing stuff. Um yeah. It made uh Tom and Jerry made Yeah, 14.1 last weekend. They didn't... I don't think they updated. Um... Yeah, there was the second highest pandemic opening. (laughs) It's so crazy. Second highest opening of the pandemic era. Stupid. You, you know, it's kind of crazy, dude. Like, me and Jeremy were talking about this a little bit. Yeah, Wonder Woman 84 made $16.7 million, But that's expected out of that movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was a big film that everybody wanted to see for a really long time. Um, and it was over Christmas weekend. I'd say Tom and Jerry making only $3 million less than that outperformed Wonder Woman, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and it makes me think... Like, that type of movie makes me think that parents are starting to willing to find things for their kids to do again. Because you figure that movie made that off of parents taking their kids to see it. So, and it also, keep in mind, it was on HBO Max at home. Mm Mm-hmm. So, having that dual release and it's still doing well, it makes me slightly hopeful that it's possible that we could go back to cinemas soon uh after that happened a quiet place 2 which we know is a, a paramount film uh moved its release date from september to may so it moved up
1: mm-hmm.
0: when's the last time we seen a, a release date move up
1: uh about a year ago over probably two years (laughs) never yeah yeah because this never happened
0: (laughs) but so that's pretty good um i just when i like just when i was about to give up and like me and jeremy were talking because he's like really the only other person who truly cares about cinemas it feels like that is me you know that like Mm -hmm. we both really care about it um and he was, uh, we were both, like, really down and we're like, it's over, bro. Like, we think that this is, like, gonna just end now. Um, just when we were, like, right there, this happens, and it gave us a little bit of hope, but then also, out the Alamo Draft House Chain filed for bankruptcy, like, the same week, so.
1: I have no idea what that is.
0: Alamo Draft House. uh, it's like, um, there's primarily, like, I think Southern, what the hell was that?
1: the dryer. I was drying clothes. I am so sorry.
0: Um, the, the Alma Draft House is primarily, like, southern um, theater chain. They were kind of more uh, of like an indie art house theater. Um, mm-hmm. I know Joe Bob has hosted movies at some of them and stuff like that and things like that. So, it, I mean, it was, like, cool but. Yeah. Um, I, we, it doesn't affect us particularly because we, we don't have any near us yeah. Um but it that was kind of sad, you know. Um but I've heard people talk crap on those too, so you know. Um
1: <laughs> Well, the this girl I work with actually, um she was talking about she was upset. She was like, I wanted to go see Tom and Jerry. It was like last Friday. She was like, I wanted to see Tom and Jerry in the theater with my husband and kids. But he went, he's like, it's on HBO Max, and I want we can stay home and watch it. And I'm, like, gritting my teeth, like, oh, yeah. I um, would have told her,
0: I was like, you should support the theaters.
1: Well, then, she, well, she was like, she was like, and don't get me wrong, I know that's, like, cheaper and everything. But she was like, but it's the experience of seeing it on the big screen. And the fact that she said that made me redeem the inner rage I was having. She's about right. it, Yes. So I thought that was cool to see, uh not a crazy movie fan like say say that because that gave me hope that other people enjoy going to the theater still and not yeah. just us idiots so but yeah i mean that's cool i hope i do hope that uh that was a good shimmer of light and that we see things like a quiet place too and all these other movies start to come back and get things more booming because you know i've been to the theater a few times but it's just there's really nothing out that's worth seeing really right now so it's it's hard to really keep going out and supporting and it sucks but um i wanted to bring up that i defeated copyright (laughs) okay yes so um someone tried to do us wrong on youtube and they gave us a copyright strike and it was like it was all like on the craft legacy show So now that makes, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth for that move. But um, someone filed a copyright claim and we got a thing that was like, you have to take copyright school or you shall repent against this. And I, that's not the right word. I was like, no, we did not copyright anything. As a matter of fact, the move is not included in the pod. So I I repealed it and then I messaged the jerk who copyrighted it. And i was like hey sir i did it in a very passive aggressive way i was like as you know the video i posted we posted it was um only a pod if you would have listened and it's not the movie at all all we did was use a picture of the move as the thumbnail there's no music or any clips whatsoever of the move in this pod and the dude's like send me a link to it so i could see what you mean and i'm like uh well i can't here's a link to the deleted video that is now removed from youtube because you got it deleted and that was the end of that that was
0: my favorite part where it's like send me a link and it's like as you know i can't because the video was taken down
1: great i sent him like two links of like that said deleted content and i'm like what do you want like there's no it doesn't exist anymore but anyway he that whatever person bought whatever did not reply and then youtube was like congratulations you have won you are not copyrighted and the moral of the story is i won and defeated the copyright
0: yeah
1: and i just wanted to share
0: that's like reminds me of the time i defeated the cats
1: you didn't defeat cats ever yes i did you didn't you didn't do anything
0: yes i did Um, anyway so uh yeah, that was cool, man. I didn't feel like dealing with it. I was like, "Here, deal with this." Um, right. I mean, I've dealt with copyright on my YouTube channel and stuff like that, so I've done it before, but I was just like, you know, I figured you could handle it. Right, um, and I and you handled. did. You did well, Young I Jedi. Handled.
1: Thanks, little John. But, uh, I was nervous cuz I was think I've never dealt with that and I thought like and it's all like, if you repeal this and you're wrong, you could go to prison. And I'm like, oh! But there's nothing, there was no reason to do that. The guy clearly, the, whoever did that Sometimes clearly Sometimes
0: it's auto-done. Like, uh, you know what I well, mean? But... Still. Um, it, it, it could just be because it was around the same length as the movie and they just thought we uploaded the movie. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's what I figure. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, of all episodes, it was the craft. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like something I don't even want to die on the battlefield trying to defend. But yeah, it was it was annoying because it was one of our podcasts was then missing from the YouTube, and then I didn't want to have a strike and then get the channel removed. But everything is okay now. Um, I'm I'm behind on uh, I'm behind by two episodes on uploading. What to are the you YouTube. doing? But no, uh, let me explain. Dark discussions has been like kind of down. And today it was, like, back up, but you couldn't download the show, and I think Philip had posted something about that, so I haven't been able to download them, so I go on there and I'm like, hell yeah, an excuse for me not to do this, but, no, no, I will get them up as soon as everything's cool with the site and I can download the apps, and I'm so sorry.
0: Um, okay, uh, what else? Um, oh, I wanted to bring up one more topic before we get into the things we watched, so... Do you do you remember in last summer when we met that girl from our area at a place that wasn't our area? Yes. Yeah. So we were in. Where were we? We were in Mahoney. Mahoning, Mahoning, uh, which is ne- almost like closer to Philadelphia than it is anywhere near us. Is what is it, like five and a half hours away. Yeah. And, uh, we were in line waiting to meet Felissa Rose, and, uh, we met these two girls, and it was just eerie and weird, and I just had a feeling, I don't know if I had seen these people before or something, but I had a feeling the entire time they were, like, from our area, and I don't know why. That's such a weird feeling to have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it really was just, like a hunch (laughs) so i think i i I honestly think i had had to have seen them before like in Mm -hmm. my like we we had to have seen them at like the hollywood theater or something you know what i mean and just like that image of them in my brain Mm -hmm. or like any or like in hot topic or something you know what i mean just like (laughs) somewhere their image of who they were existed in my brain and my memory bank of, like, faces. You know how they say, like, you can't just create faces in, in your head? Yeah, it, yeah, It's all taken from people you've seen before. It was, like, something like that, you know? Um, And they had mentioned something about where they were from to someone else. And I was like, wait, did you say this town or whatever? And they were like, yeah. And then we found out that they, li- they literally are, like... One of them was. The other one's a little bit further. But one of them was literally in a town that is probably, what, 15 minutes away from where you live? Yeah. Yeah. So, that was cool. Anyway, so we talked a little bit. I think we exchanged Instagrams. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I was in... I'm in, like, a bunch of groups on Facebook, you know, horror groups. And I see this... I start seeing this girl post all she probably posted all the time but i just note started noticing her because i had met her and uh this mia girl and she posted in one of these horror groups and um they like you know she's she's a she's a very pretty girl and uh she posted a a picture of her holding like a vhs like a little selfie thing and stuff and these guys were fucking brutal on her man like they're just saying like connor like an attention you know basically an attention seeker and like all this stuff and um they're just really nasty i mean there was a lot of really nice comments too and there was a lot of really thirsty comments too you know (laughs) so it was like but um a lot of the girls in the group defended her and stuff which i thought was cool but anyway uh, the homie Kyle mess, uh, commented on there and basically said, like, this post brought out all the simps in this group or something, and I was like, yo, dog, I met this girl. She was really nice at a drive-in, and then she saw that comment, she commented and said, you know, like, oh, in the line to meet Felissa, like, hey, how you doing stuff, and we started talking, and I let her know about the Riverside drive-in that's also having Felissa that's a lot closer than the Mahoning drive-in, so... Um, I, I reconnected with that, that line buddy that we had. And mm. so we might be able to meet her again in April, which is pretty cool because. In a
1: line to meet Felissa.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty dope, man. I thought that was cool. Uh, I, I like, I like meeting people that are into this stuff we're into around us.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then. I think 'cause the reason we I think the reason that we caught on that they were from here is they said something about their drive in playing classic movies and the one was like, Yeah, yeah. we actually have a drive in in our town and we were like, We do too and they were like, Yeah, it's Brownsville driving or something and it was just so strange because 'cause they've probably been there before, you know, you could have maybe seen them there and they've probably been to the mall and so like we probably have like passed by them before and not even known it. But yeah, that'd be cool if they show up to the riverside because i think we might have asked them if they'd ever been there and i feel like they said no so that'd be cool if they go there but yes we need more horror friends if anyone would like to be our friend please tell us
0: yeah please apply down below right you must like horror hair
1: yes nothing else no action
0: um no crazy samurai versus 400 versus two
1: What? No, buddy. It's 400... It's Crazy Samurai 400 versus 1.
0: Okay. Um, and... No... No whining.
1: Yes. We don't like whiners.
0: Yeah, no whiners. Be cool. Um, Just be a cool person. No, the sky is falling. What? Yeah. Um, no... Uh... No fat people buddy what you're fat (laughs) i know i want to be the only one no no, i'm just kidding
1: (laughs) no skin what did you call me earlier a skinny ugly prick
0: no No. i never said that
1: oh you said something like that but none of those i want to be the only one
0: okay um but no i'm just kidding uh no um know people who hate vhs and crash them crack and smash them
1: yes right
0: looking at you christian
1: yeah (laughs) we hate christian
0: yeah um okay so i think that's pretty much it that i wanted to talk about you got any other topics
1: i do not i think we need to get into what we have watched and make it a quickie
0: how many do you have
1: um let's see i have one two wait let me see hold on. let me do that again one two three four five like
0: 12. um okay uh whose turn is it yours mine yours mine
1: i felt like it was yours
0: um okay that's fine okay right, so what
1: i said right it is fine because i said so shut up
0: okay let's see here you threw me off because i thought it was your turn um okay so the if you want to see
1: my turn i'll take a turn
0: the first and wow this is going back to like the 18th which is crazy so we haven't recorded in a while um The first film that I watched there was for a upcoming What We Watched episode for 22 Shots. It's called Trouble Every Day, which is from 2001. Um, It's what Jeremy considers to be like sort of one of the starting founding fathers of the French extreme new wave, which is, you know, films like Martyrs and Inside and High Tension, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Um, so Trouble Every Day. Kind of a weird one. It's actually mostly in English, which is funny because it's a French film. Uh, there is, like, sections of French, but a lot of it is English. And it's definitely has some of those, like, extreme elements to it. It's a bit slower. Um, it essentially has, like, this weird concept of, like, this sick person and this like hint that this like brain study disease thing kind of is it's like almost like this infection thing um it's pretty nasty in it, it, in one scene there's like really one scene that makes it a uh like a french extreme film um <laughs> this review sex cannibal food pyramid and it <laughs> says pussy literally chewy <laughs> that's it's like the whole pyramid is just pussy and then it says literally <laughs> um so ridiculous um but <laughs> it's so stupid but yeah uh i thought it was i thought it was okay um, I felt like I was missing some, some themes that were going on, and I was like, what is this movie about, like, what is the, is the director saying, I think it's a female director, um, yeah, Claire Dennis, and uh, yeah, it was definitely a cool experience for, like, a early, early French extreme film, you know, 2001's pretty early, uh, I think High Tension was the next one in 2003, but... Definitely a interesting viewing experience, but I didn't love it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Cool. And then next up is Bad Reputation, which I started talking about in the last one, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I never yeah, finished you had, it. You fell I was, asleep.
0: was yeah. hating it. Um, I did end up liking it overall. I do think that every single character in the movie is a complete scumbag, which does... It... it, it to the point where it feels unrealistic so it makes you kind of like not invested but at the same time like i kind of did like i don't know i i I like the theme of like everybody calling this girl a slut so she like starts acting like a slut but then like killing people you know that was kind of cool so i i I like that about it um i i the acting was a bit rough and the performances like i really couldn't stand the mother dude the mother was horrible just so unrealistic and stuff but i did end up liking the movie overall so i ended up giving it like a six out of ten maybe a five and a half i did come up heavily because i was sitting at like four three and a half like when i was first talking about it
1: (laughs) right hate hair
0: uh so that was a survive five. uh then i watched the faculty with the boys um 22 Shots crew, me, Dave, Jeremy. Uh, we did a commentary on it. I'm actually having a hard time uploading that commentary, which kind of sucks. Um, also, uh, speaking of that, the faculty commentary, I gave away a copy of Crazy CMRI 400 versus one on there, and I'm actually giving away another copy on the next episode of 22 Shots, which is um, the uh, uh category three show and all you have to do is comment on that show so if you're listening to this go comment on the category three uh show on moods youtube channel and you could win a copy of crazy samurai 400 or one i'm not sure why you would <clears throat> want to win it but <laughs> excuse me um the faculty commentary uh that should come up soon i'm ha- I am having trouble uploading it because the file is so huge Uh, so I'm trying to figure out an alternative, um, for a video file that is, you know, essentially the movie, um, which is, you're not supposed to upload to the internet, but I am putting a disclaimer that I'm saying, like, hey, you're, by clicking this, you're agreeing that you own the movie. Because most people do. I own it. You own it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I have it. Um, and then... I'll probably have the audio release too, just as the audio, but yeah, so what else? Uh the faculty, yeah, love that movie. It's a body snatching film, it's done almost perfectly. Um love the time and the tone and the setting. And even Moods likes this movie a lot, which he, typically he doesn't like the floating head era meta Kevin Williamson-y type films. Um, mm-hmm. but he even likes this one a lot. It's probably one of his favorite Uh, but yeah, I give that like a nine out of 10. It's, it's, it only gets better every time I watch it. Um, and then we get into the, uh, cat three stuff. Um, do you know what category three is Carly? No. Um, category three is the rating system in Hong Kong. And, uh, it's kind of like video nasties, but not at the same time. Like video nasties were more about like, these films are banned. Like nobody can see them. Wow, Category 3 is essentially, like, our NC-17, it's, like, Mm -hmm. a rating for nobody under 18 admitted, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was created in the early 90s, I want to say, and they retroactively, um, marked a couple of films from the 80s and 70s Category 3, but the majority of, like, the films that got the Cat 3 rating came out in the 90s, and, um, you have, uh, essentially a bunch of these movies that were released under category three and uh we reviewed three of them and the three that we reviewed were pretty cool because they all starred anthony wong and anthony wong uh is the lead in ebola syndrome which i know you've seen
1: right i watched that with my buddy
0: yeah early days when we first met each other
1: yes good times
0: yeah we we met each other and I show you Ebola syndrome. Yes, That's that was how like I knew the you were time. a keeper.
1: Yeah, I am the best. That was like when I first that was like when I first got my own apartment. So it was like one of our first times hanging out at my own apartment. So, right. yes, great that impression. Was,
0: that was when we were prepping for 1996.
1: Yes, but I wasn't involved because you didn't let me know that you had pods. Actually, yeah, yeah you
0: did. But yeah, no, I did.
1: Yeah. Um okay so
0: um what are we doing what are we doing um
1: category
0: 3 category 3 so uh yeah category 3 the first film I watched for that is the untold story recently released by unearthed films and this movie is pretty awesome it follows a dude who's running a restaurant and he's like pretty much a piece of shit and he's killing people and serving them up into pork buns which is an asian dish um and people are eating them and he's raping people and there's a police investigation like sort of looking into him uh it has like a definite 90s feel but it's like a little bit different because it's like obviously um hong kong and not america but there is some like american elements to it where you're like man this feels like this feels like um the culture of America is sort of not infiltrated, but I think, like, the Hong Kong culture, like, takes some of American America culture in a weird way, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, it's I think that the movie looks great on the Blu-ray, too, because and and that's the thing with the category three films, like a, a lot of them don't have releases here or they have releases like overseas. And a lot of those releases are cut, so it's like it's really hard to see these films uncut until they get like a really good release. Like Untold Story got a really great release from Unearthed Films. We're hoping that Unearth Films can release more of the Category Three films in in good formats and stuff. And and it was cool, dude. Like this this is a great movie. Um, and I believe that episode is out now, so I, I guess I could say this. But if you haven't heard that episode and and you know spoilers like skip ahead a little bit but um that film actually makes it in the 22 shots hall i believe nice yeah so um 1993 uh which there's not a whole lot of movies from the 90s in the 22 shots hall let me tell you this (laughs) (laughs) um right but it's a good movie, and it's crazy, and it's weird, and, you know, it's violent and disgusting. Uh, it's like, a, it's it really is like Ebola Syndrome without the Ebola.
1: It's pretty yeah. much
0: the same movie, but it I came like out it. first. Uh, so, yeah, I think I gave that one like an 8.5, which is a lower rating for a film that's in the hall. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Moods and Dave mm-hmm. came in really high on that um and then we have ebola syndrome from 1996 and that movie is you've seen it it's just as crazy as when we've seen it it's it's really good um anthony wong is a huge piece of shit in this one he's he plays the same character in a untold story essentially um he's disgusting he basically gets ebola by raping a um woman in africa like in in the jungle of africa you know what i mean (laughs) and she's she's dying she's dying of ebola syndrome and he rapes her like at at the foot of a like pond right um and he gets ebola and brings it back to south africa like like the city and then he goes to over to hong kong and he's essentially just fucking destroying the world um which is crazy you know like ebola syndrome 1996 you know
1: yeah that was a big thing back in like a few years ago
0: right yeah back in like 2013-14 like and i told that story on the show we did that the 96 show in like 2013 or 14 and people i remember when we were prepping like brandon and you know moods or something was talking about ebola syndrome and i was like what It's like there's a movie called Ebola syndrome from that It's like is it this about like the Ebola syndrome that's happening right now and they're like yeah and I was like well that existed back then but apparently it did it existed before then I think but you know it was like it wasn't as it was interesting that we were getting like a huge problem with it around the time that we were recording for that show but that movie came out like 96 it was neat Mm -hmm. um yeah so that was uh that movie's awesome too I gave that one an 8.5 as well uh and then we have the untold story 2 from 1998 which is not really a sequel Anthony Wong's in this one too but he plays a different character he's actually like a, a good guy in this one um but it essentially is a another story about a woman who uh it's like a guy runs a restaurant and then his wife is kind of mean to him and uh her cousin comes and visits and she's her her cousin is like crazy and murders people and again it's like the same thing like killing people putting them in food crazy stuff ensues um but it's like the woman is the bad guy in this one and that's i thought it was a pretty cool thing it's a it's not as good as the other two that i mentioned but it's still pretty fun and i gave that one like a seven out of ten um there is an untold story three but i hear that it's not very good um and we didn't cover that for that but that was a our category three show i actually had a ton of fun doing that one i want to do a volume two because there there's a ton of category three films you've even seen a category three film i'm pretty sure um, besides Ebola Syndrome, which is, uh, because, like, they, they're they still being made today. Like, I think mm. some of the er- early 2000, um, Hong Kong films, like, Dumplings, I don't know if you've ever seen that one.
1: Oh, yes, I watched that for yeah, the films. summer series.
0: Yeah, that is a Category 3.
1: I see. Oh.
0: Cool. Good move. But really, the heyday of Category 3 is, like, the the 90s right there, like, up to, like, 98. Yeah um okay so after that i watched hide and seek i did a double feature of some 2005 movies um i was telling you that i was reading some fangorias and they mentioned the white noise uh film and i was like man i kind of want to check that out i did pick up blu-ray at some point i don't know where i grabbed it but i did pick it up uh recently so i watched that um in hide and seek which i picked up on dvd Hide and Seek is about Robert De Niro. um His wife commits suicide. He has a young daughter, and he's raising her in like a new area. I think he's like a what is he a psychologist or something? He's like something like that. Yeah, and, he is. Um, she starts developing this friendship with this dude named like Charlie or Ben or something. I can't remember his name.
1: Charlie, buddy.
0: Charlie, Charlie. and uh, it's like an invisible friend or like an imaginary friend. Imaginary um, friend, buddy. Yeah and, uh, you know, De Niro, basically, this, basically, like, things, bad things start happening around him, you know, like, blood on the walls written, like, you know, you did this, or something like that, but, like, and he thinks his daughter's blaming him for the wife's death, because who else could have did it, she, the daughter's blaming Charlie, and De Niro thinks, like, either, A, my daughter's doing this stuff or B there's something else going on here with like a ghost or something like that or whatever and the audience is thinking that too but then there's like the other possibility that there's like kind of a weird dude that's hanging around the area too so you're like eh you know what's going on um it's a pretty good movie uh I think I had like a couple of issues with it um De Niro is great in it honestly he I mean you expect him to be great and everything but he is great in it mm-hmm. kind of a little bit different of a role for him too and yeah i liked it i saw there were five damn alternate <laughs> endings on this thing on the disc i didn't no, watch I a didn't. single one of them
1: <laughs> i didn't even know that i should check those out
0: like five alter- that tells me you didn't know how to end the movie
1: <laughs> yeah you know yeah um,
0: and then uh survival five white noise Uh, I I was reading the fango article about this and I really liked the concept there you have this sort of um man who loses his wife and like investigates into like white noises and like if she's contacting him the only thing I'll say about it that like kind of annoyed me is like it's too much of a actual like it's too proven if you know what I mean like this guy contacts, you know, um, Michael Keaton's character, and is like, hey, I can, your wife spoke to me from beyond the dead, and he doesn't believe him, but then something happens, so he's like, okay, I'm gonna believe him, and I'm gonna go check this out, and then it's like, it's just factual that she's contacting him, you know what I mean, it's no debate, like, it's just very obvious that, that there is her voice on stuff, you know what I mean, so it's like, Well, if it was this easy, like, it wouldn't even be debatable if this was, like, a actual thing that's happening. Like, it would just be all over the news. Like, turns out we could contact the dead, you know what I mean?
1: Yes, I suppose.
0: What do you mean you suppose? you get what I'm saying? I feel like you're not listening.
1: No, I get what you're... Wait until it's my turn. You won't be reply... I'll be like, hey, what do you think of this move? And it'll just be, like, mute. Anyway, um, no, I do see what you're saying, buddy um there is too
0: it's too obvious like it's clearly dead people talking to other people and it's like if this really happened people would be freaking out and this guy would be like i have proof of the dead you know what i mean like so it's like it just doesn't feel real and that kind of is annoying and then it's like too much too it's like too obvious it's like if it's just too easy it's too easy is what i'm saying i see um but i don't know i thought it was i thought it was interesting and i really like keaton's performance early on i really felt bad for him when his wife disappears and stuff like that and like you know all of a sudden he's just like an unhappy dude and everybody like kind of knows it and they're like you know that's that's Mike keaton over there you know be careful <laughs> he lost his wife you know um <laughs> you just get that vibe in the office and stuff like that and yeah it was uh it was it was i was into it and then i was not into it later and i think that uh, i think it's not a bad movie but it's i don't think it's like great either so i gave it a six out of ten
1: i see i see so you hate the move
0: um i didn't love it Mm, that sucks um uh... And then another double feature of 05 moves. Um, we have Hellraiser Debtor and Hellraiser Hellworld. Both came out in 05. Uh Hellraiser Debtor follows a chick who is a reporter and she gets a lead on these people who are like killing themselves and then like not dying. And they're called debtors. And she investigates this sort of like underground, weird, like i guess cult and there i i honestly really like this movie this is probably my favorite hellraiser outside of the first three it is it's my favorite hellraiser outside of the first three i like it better than uh bloodline i like it better than inferno i like it better than hellseeker and i like it better than Hellworld and judgment probably and revelations i think this is the best one interesting um there's some really good scenes in this there's a scene where she goes to this like crappy apartment i don't even know what country it is it's like romania or something um mm. it's is it is do they does she actually is she supposed to be in another country i can't remember i don't
1: remember or it just buddy. looks
0: like that i'm pretty sure she's actually in another country if she get like i can't remember but um she uh goes to this apartment and it's disgusting and there's this chick dead in the bathroom and it's like this really creepy scene of her just like mm-hmm. body like sitting there mm-hmm. um and then there's like another fantastic scene one of the best scenes in all of hellraiser uh, uh where she wakes up with a, a knife stuck in her back and it's like horrifying and i actually really like this lead too she's super cute um
1: she is from thinner and the hitcher too
0: Yep, and she's also in Eight Legged Freaks. She plays this sheriff. She's in a, I have I, seen her in a ton of things. She's been an actress forever. Mm. Um, she usually plays like a milfy mom or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, yeah, but I really like Hellraiser: Deader. I think that the only thing that I, I think is kind of stupid is the end. It's just like what? <laughs> like how it ends, but um, I think it's good. think it's pretty good i gave it a seven out of ten cool um then hellraiser hellworld this one is weak um super weak basically it the premise isn't even like good like if you look at the poster i remember seeing this poster all the time at the video store it's pinhead and there's a bunch of like green code written everywhere all over the poster and it says evil goes online and you're like what <laughs> that never even happens in the movie you know what i mean it's basically just a rave with uh lance Henriksen, and you feel bad for lance Henriksen and doug bradley in this one because it's just it's nonsense it's like they tried to make like six movies in one it's like part saw part you know meta horror part you know halloween it's just it's it, it just doesn't work. I think this movie is... I think this is probably my least favorite Hellraiser that, that is, exists. Um, I gave it a 3 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and then a trilogy of Cronenberg films. We have Rabid 1977 um, for the show coming up, so I'll be quick on these. Uh, Rabid is a great movie. Um, it's very cool 70s vibe really enjoy it uh then we have the dead zone 1983 this is a film that i first seen parts of on monster vision back in like the 90s and it was a movie that went way over my head and i didn't really get (laughs) and it wasn't like horror enough me back then then i watched it as an adult when i picked up the dvd and i was like yeah this movie's kind of overrated then i got it on blu-ray and fell in love with it and i watched it like twice since then and i think it's a phenomenal stephen king film love it do you like it
1: i have never seen it you're weak (laughs) Christopher,
0: christopher walken is like so great in it um but, yeah, uh, I'm super high on that one. Love it. And then the final one we watched was Scanners. I actually watched those out of order. Scanners came out in 81. It was before the Dead Zone. Um, but, yeah, Scanners, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I think it's, like, probably, like, Cronenberg's most over-hyped movie, it's kind of boring a little bit i don't know i it, it's a lot of talking i feel like they don't do enough with the scanners obviously the head explosion scene is like the creme de la creme like it's the that the, what the movie's known for everybody likes that that scene it is a really good scene but yeah, yeah. not a huge fan of the movie in general
1: i see is that it
0: that is it oh,
1: thank god okay so now it is my turn Alright, so, first up, as per my Survival 5, I watched Cursed, which is a Wes Craven flick, and to be honest, I don't remember a whole lot of this, I watched this a while ago, but um, I remember I enjoyed it and thought it was a fun time, and I remember it feeling like it was from the 90s still, like it felt like it was kind of stuck in the 90s, but um, I remember I had fun with it, um, I know some people don't really care for it, but... I thought it was enjoyable for what it was, uh, and I, I had given that one a 6.5 out of 10. But like I said, it's pretty loose in my memory right now. And then after that, I watched *Holliston* uh, Season 2. Um, I finished it up. I think I talked about that I watched a few episodes on the last episode, but I decided to just finish off *Holliston* of Season 2, and I was sad because I finished off *Holliston* of Season 2. Um, but it was a pretty solid season. I think I like the first one maybe a little bit more, but, uh, this one did have some good memorable episodes. There's, like, a found footage one that's, like, mimicking the Blair Witch, there's one with Kane Hodder, one with Daniel Harris, and stuff like that. Um, some of the later episodes in it I didn't care for as much, but, uh, it's just sad because there's, like, a big, the final episode has all these cliffhangers that have never been resolved, obviously, because there's no season three, but... So that was kind of depressing, but I enjoyed my time watching it. And then after that, I watched Popcorn from 1991, and this is for Slumber Party Massacre Episode 2, which should be dropping soon. I know Lacey is editing it, and she said maybe the second week of March or so it shall be out, so look out for that, where we will give our thoughts. But I've said it before, I I do enjoy Popcorn. It's a cool movie. Then after that, um, I watched The Conjuring. I just kind of threw it on because didn't feel like watching anything else that night. And, uh, that's from 2013, of course. And, um, I also had just done the Annabelle films on Exploding Head, so I was in the mood to watch more from that universe. And The Conjuring, it's a great movie. Uh, it's got a lot of creepy moments that still hold up. Um, I like the setting. I like the characters, like, with the girls and stuff, um... Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, I think Vera Formiga, and what's his name, Patrick Wilson, are great together. Uh, The only thing that I've never really cared for about this movie was the whole ending um, with, like, the exorcism stuff. Um, It just kind of never really worked for me. It doesn't really scare me. I think I just don't find that stuff scary unless it's in The Exorcist. It's hard to really recreate that. And to me, it just kind of loses steam with that. But other than that, I think it is a great movie. I still give it, like, a 9 out of 10. Then after that I watched Hostel as per my Survival 5 and of course Hostel is Eli Roth's movie and i had seen it multiple times before. Um, I used to say I wasn't a big fan of it because I don't really like these depressing torture films but this movie is actually not that bad. You know, um, I-, I-, I think I reviewed it on here before too but... Um, It doesn't focus so much on the torture aspects. You get a lot of story and character building, I feel, with uh, Paxton and, what's his name, Josh and their other friend and stuff like that as they're kind of on their trip and they just want to bang bitches and have a fun time. So I I do enjoy those elements and um, I do think the parts when they are in the torture chamber are very effective and the acting is all very well done, so i do enjoy that film i give it like an eight or an eight and a half out of ten i think i
0: so what do you think of the closet homosexual thing going on did you ever really think about that before
1: i mean but no i never really put too much thought in it i mean there's that i know there's that part where the dude touches his leg and it's a big freak out and stuff like that well
0: um i listened to a podcast recently called horror queers Um, Mm. i'm allowed to say that right (laughs)
1: if that's the name of the podcast
0: <laughs> um and it is see that's a word that i never understood like i feel like that word isn't offensive but to me it sounds offensive queer yeah
1: yeah because queer has two meanings doesn't it can it just mean you're a weirdo it
0: means like odd i think
1: yeah oddball but it also is like an insult to the gay community i don't know i have always yeah but I've always no it it's like really it's dirty. like
0: gay people use queer a lot it seems like like they they I've all I always hear them say that like yeah there's even a queer a gender queer and stuff like yeah. that so I'm like but to me like that was always as offensive as like the f word yeah I agree like, you, it, like always... in my head like I always thought thought they were the same thing you know what I mean they were both derogatory terms for gay people or things that suck right yeah
1: because you don't hear gay people saying the f word but you do hear them saying queer so it's kind of yeah odd.
0: Yeah, apparently that one's not bad, I guess. Or at least it's not. It's like Maybe it's like <laughs> the N-word, kind of like where they own it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you can't, unless you're like saying, like, that guy's so queer. Like, that's rude. But if yeah. you're using it, it just depends how you use it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um. But anyway, they were talking about that movie they did an episode on Hostel. Mm. Which I was interested in because that you, you hear that a lot with Hostel and Eli Roth films, like, is like how out of touch he is with like the way people talk and people like hate it and i i truly have come to the determination that people who didn't experience people talking like that just didn't know people that talked like that but it did exist (laughs) and um i think that it's it's regional it's where it's a the types of people you're friends with and b where you're at you know here I would say we were probably a few years behind the rest of the world because people talk like that well into my late teens in, um, you know, 2010, 11, 12, probably still talked like that. Um, now it's much less common. I do agree. Um, but like all of my friends, they were exactly like Paxton and whatever his face is. Like, Mm -hmm um like especially the friends of mine that went to college afterwards um Mm -hmm. after high school they were exactly like these people like they were the the spitting images of like these these dudes you know what i mean even the stuff like you know ollie pulling his ass out and stuff like that like that's stuff that my friends did all the time it's fucking annoying you know um that it was just it it, uh, i think that's why i always related to Hostel so much is because like i essentially knew these people in real life um yeah they were just ridiculous and and stupid you know but Mm -hmm. i i do i don't think that they were none of them actually like whenever paxton like literally calls someone like that like you're faggot or something like that you know what i mean I, mm-hmm. No, they, none of my friends were like hateful like that though you know what I mean they just said the word like to make fun of each other like you know yeah. what I mean like what are you gay yeah. or something like that but they didn't yeah. even if, if that turned out they were gay they wouldn't care it's just fun it was funny to everybody you know what I mean it's like it, we would do g- gay shit to each other all the time you know what I mean like pants each other or, or, or stuff like that you know and it's um but it was like funny it wasn't about like you know if you were actually gay or not and it was and if you and if what we had friends who were actually gay and and we would uh you know um not not like them because they were gay like i feel like the the hate that's in a little bit wasn't the same but it's just like you know the the talking like that was the same um mm. none of us were hateful and we, we like we had a bunch of gay friends and stuff like that you know but um i and i wasn't as vocal as as they were like i i probably chilled out on that like a lot before right. they did but i was older than my, a lot of my friends too a lot of my friends were younger yes um i was like average 2 years older than the people that i hung out with for the most part um right but anyway uh they were talking about how you know that that What's the lead's name? The... Josh? Josh. That one? They were yeah. essentially taught... And Dave brought this up, too. And I never... It just went over my head my whole life. <laughs> but it made me like the movie more. Um, essentially, Josh is, um... A, a closeted gay. Oh? Because, think about it, right? Like, he gets really mad when dude touches his leg. But then, he, like... F- seeks him out later and he touches his leg back to like let him know it's cool um but also when they're having sex in that room like apparently mm-hmm. josh is like and i don't remember i'm just going off at of the podcast what they were saying apparently josh keeps looking at paxton with like an i love you eyes and they're essentially <laughs> saying that josh is in love with paxton
1: i am too but um <laughs>
0: jay hernandez <laughs>
1: yeah he's i think he's really cute in this movie i look up pictures of him and he's one of those guys that i don't find attractive like regular but in this movie i do
0: okay well i guess um I like apparently him. you know that's the case where josh is and the, and he doesn't want to have sex with the prostitutes and the girls and stuff like that you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah that makes sense and he doesn't want his homie to know because paxton clearly is a bit of a hater
0: yeah and you know the thing that like the worst thing is whenever people say like you know gay people aren't really represented great in in movies and like because the dude it like you know the the train guy is a killer like it makes um like basically that gay people kill people you know what I mean it's just like dude that's <laughs> nobody's ever gonna take that and away Think from about... the movie you know what I mean nobody's gonna be like oh the 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 gay people are a problem and they're killing they're, they're 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 of course they're the killer nobody actually thinks like that you know what I mean so it's like I always mm-hmm. hate when people make that comparison Um like whenever they say you know buffalo bill was like trans so of course he like you know murders people and stuff like that and i'm just like no come on yeah
1: he bore dumb, buddy yeah he Bore
0: dumb. buffalo bill wasn't even really like trans he liked to wear people's skin <laughs> yes yes he was a crazy person
1: yeah i wouldn't even think about the yeah <laughs> yeah um then after that I watched The Exorcism of Emily Rose as per my Survive05. And uh, this is one and I think you said this too, that like I watched probably around when it came out and I was super bored by it. And I remember it was kinda hyped up, like, oh it's a great movie, it's like like so scary and stuff like that. And I watched it and I was like, this isn't a horror move, this is a courtroom move. And I was, you know, a kid and I was just bored and it was a lot of dialogue and barely really got any scares with Emily Rose and stuff like that. And I kind of, like, didn't ever want to watch it again after that. Then a few years ago, I remember I got it and um, I think Watson's a big fan of this. It's like one of his favorite horror films of all time and hearing him talk about and stuff like that i wanted to give it another shot finally and i enjoyed it and watching it this time around i enjoyed it as well um you know it's not what you it's not going to be again like the exorcist to compare it to that's where it's all about the girl and the progression stuff like that it really is mainly courtroom stuff and uh it's essentially about like the pastor trying to get out of trouble because he performed this exorcism and uh didn't get her any medical help because she didn't want it and he convinced her that she was possessed and stuff like that so she ended up dying Um, And it's kind of a story about him getting out of trouble and, like, science versus religion and things like that. But um, with that being said, it does have its creepy moments. You know, Jennifer Carpenter does a good job as Emily Rose. Uh, She does some really good body contortions that are unsettling and stuff like that. And you also have a few creepy moments with the actual lawyer and the priest in general uh, where he kind of believes that the whole courtroom is, like, Curse there's like an evil energy surrounding it, and creepy stuff kind of happens to the lawyer who is skeptical about religion and uh, him as well. so uh, I think it's a pretty solid film. I give it an eight out of ten. Then after that, um I watched the Backlot murders from two thousand two. Um, this is like a slasher I'd always been curious to check out because I think it's a cool. Just a cool location. Um, the whole back lot of Hollywood. And you got like the Psycho House and then all these other set pieces and whatnot. But they're kind of working around. Um, and I thought this one was okay. You know, I think the acting is kind of atrocious. And uh, just the way people are acting in it is really cringe at times. But I actually like the look of the killer. Uh, they're wearing this mask. And it's uh, pretty creepy at times. Uh, some of the shots I get of it I thought were creepy and effective um like I said I enjoy the setting where you're kind of walking around all these sets and uh you do have the psycho house in there uh has a decent amount of kills and um I thought it was a fun movie I didn't think it was anything fantastic but I still had fun with it so I gave it a six out of ten and then after that I watched the devil's rejects as per my survival five and uh see that, is... that
0: I think hostile and devil's rejects I'll probably save for last
1: yeah, I mean, I just wanted to watch it. I don't
0: care. Dude, there's so many Asian movies I have to watch. Like, I'm actually, I should, I have to start getting to some of them because I'm not even joking. There's probably like 20 or more, 25 maybe, that I need to watch.
1: I'm a little bit panicked because I feel like I've watched like 50 already, but since it's like the 2000s. 2000... watched 50? Yes.
0: Holy crap, dude. That's insane.
1: I think, and maybe like 47. It's
0: still insane. I'm at 20.
1: I know, but I started, like, right away and kept it going instead of, like, taking a break. So, but the but what I was saying was I am kind of, I feel like, I almost feel like I've watched, like, all the popular ones and there's still, like, so many more that I haven't seen. So, it's kind of worried. Like, I, I haven't really seen, I've seen, well, I've seen a few of the Asian ones. I think I've seen, like, three of them, but... There's a lot of other stuff I haven't explored. I know there's a lot on Tubi. I'm going to start going on there and looking through that. But I kept watching the ones that I have in my collection first. But, yeah, Devil's Rejects 05. uh, Good move. Um, It's one that I quite enjoy. And it has grown on me more and more over the years. Uh, Probably if I saw this, I don't think I... No, I didn't see this when I was like a kid. I probably would have hated it because I just wasn't into extreme stuff. But, I mean, it's not even that extreme it's just I, I just love the whole camaraderie of the family and the family aspects of it. it just never really gets old to me so it's a good move um definitely a contender but devil's yeah reject. devil's yes <laughs> what I am just saying a contender for what know.
0: number one
1: <laughs> maybe I don't know yeah I, I don't know uh, then after that, um, I watched Prom Night from 2008. I picked this up at Goodwill the other day, and um, I thought this movie sucked when it came out. And It still does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it still... Yes. Um, and I've been curious to watch it again to see if it still sucks. The biggest problem
0: with it is that it's a slasher. It's actually better... Than, in some ways, it's better than the original Prom Night, though. So it's like... I, I think it is a good film to remake because it's like mm-hmm. the first one I don't, i'm not crazy about
1: yeah i mean i was gonna yeah i was gonna say i'm not like my hate for it it has nothing to do with the original because i really don't care i think the original can be kind of boring at times and this one at least like keeps a pace to it um but i think my main issue with this movie is the acting is pretty rough i feel from britney snow the main girl and I think she she played in I think that would you Rather movie, and she was pretty good in it, but in this movie, I think she's not that great, especially when she you know she survived this traumatic events, and anytime she's reacting to that it just comes off as really phony and not that it just I just don't believe her throughout the movie uh, A lot of the dialogue's kind of cheesy too. it's a lot of just like high school's ending and stuff and sentimental stuff, but at the same time that's kind of how. I feel like me and my friends acted at prom and towards the end of the year. So, it is a little bit relatable in that aspect. Um, But it's definitely not a great film. And, uh, you know, it's a name-only remake. You can't really compare it to the original. But I I kind of agree. Like, I feel like I would almost watch this one over the original a little bit. Because it's at least a little more fun. Um, It's a PG-13 slasher. So, there are killings. But they're very much off screen you just see a little bit of blood for the most part and that's it um but yeah it's it's definitely not great but I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to but it's still not that good and the ending is very kind of abrupt and stupid um so I think I gave that like a five and a half out of ten and then after that I also watched Hellraiser Deader from 2005 and uh I was I forgot that two i didn't think two movies came out from 2005 from the hellraisers because i think on the back of the dvd case for some reason Detter says 2004 but
0: mm-hmm. that's not
1: true at all um it never came out in 04 i double checked and they are both from 05 so i decided to watch it and uh, i was dreading it because i i was remembering being bored by this one when i marathoned them back in the day stupidly and i think that was just because i wanted to jump off a bridge because i was marathoning the Hellraiser films and this one i i agree with you i think it is actually pretty good um it doesn't it necessarily always feel like um a hellraiser film but most of these sequels do not um but the whole knife in the back scene is grotesque and very bloody they did a good job with just how bloody and disgusting it is and um that part where she goes to that apartment is super creepy i did remember that from my first time watching it i was like oh that's Disturbing. It was like my favorite part of the move, and uh, it still is. um And the main lead is good. You know, the acting is all good, the locations are cool, and uh, it's actually a pretty decent film with a cool concept. So I think I gave that one like a six and a half out of ten. And then after that, I watched Gacy from 2003. This is one of the ones I picked up when I went to that mall and went into that collectible store. And, uh, you know, just another movie to watch for fun, and I enjoyed this one, too, um, it kind of felt a little bit low budget, but that was okay with me, uh, I I like these serial killer films, and, um, I don't know much about Gacy, to be honest, like, I'm not, I'm not really a big serial killer person to begin with, where I know every fact about them, so I don't know how accurate everything is, but I thought the movie was cool, I like the main guy who played Gacy, I thought he did a good job, um, it was it just an intriguing watch, um, and I just, what was I about to say? What was I about to say? I have lost my train of thought, but it was Gacy. a good move. Yes, Casey. Um, <clears throat> it had some moments that were a little bit, uh, disturbing and stuff like that, so I thought that was cool, but, uh, I gave it, like, a 7 out of 10, I believe, and then after that, last night, I watched Saw Part 2 as per my 05 run again and uh Saw 2 I I like it you know people don't like it to me it's almost like the Nightmare on Elm Street part two of the Saw franchise where people are like oh it's so different and it's just such a step down but I've always enjoyed it I like the concept I like the people being stuck in that house and trying to kind of find their way out and play by the rules and stuff and try to find the antidote um I think it's decent um Think it has some decent kills. Definitely nothing as great as what you get later on in the franchise, but um I, I think this movie's okay. I know some people just think it's awful, but I've always found it to be just fine. It's definitely a step down from the first one, but I still think it's good. I give that a seven out of ten. And then finally, last night I watched a movie called Anne, which I picked up yesterday at the Dollar Tree when I was with you, and that is from 2018 and it was about this old woman who was a little bit mentally ill and she lives in this house alone with her dolls and her husband, you find out passed away tragically. And so she's alone in this house and her son comes to visit her every once in a while. And that's kind of it. She, there's not a lot of dialogue. And, um, you know, when there is dialogue, it's pretty bad acting. So it's probably best for there not to be a lot of dialogue, but it's trying to be like disturbing and a little bit artsy and it kind of fails. Um, you know, you're pretty much just following this woman. It's all set in this one house, and you're seeing her do some weird stuff. Um, I just recorded a video on it. I kind of compared it. It seemed like it was trying to be, like, the visit in a way, but it just doesn't work. Um, nothing is really scary about the movie. Uh, it did, They did have a few um, decent special makeup effects that looked realistic that I thought were cool, and the camera work was good in the film as well you could tell they actually tried with that but the acting was bad and it was honestly kind of a bore fest um because they just didn't really have much to progress the story and then there was like a twist at the end that came out of nowhere and wasn't even that relevant so yeah overall it wasn't that good besides like some of the filmmaking was decent but I gave that a three and a half out of ten and that is all the movies I've watched I am done
0: thank god
1: buddy come on you're the one who talks too much no i sit here and i like wave my arms like come on all All right right. come on come on let's get into our featured review
0: are you ready let's get into it
1: okay so our featured review is a move that jp was passionate about reviewing and it is called crazy samurai 400 versus one yes Alright, so I shall read a (laughs) stop. It says 400 versus one in a single take. Okay. In six. Wait, is this even... Yeah. Okay, yeah. In 1604, Miyamoto Mushashi attacked the Yoshiaka family at their dojo and defeated master Seijoro and his younger brother Tenshikiro in two duels. To save their reputation, the Yoshiaka family decides to fight back with all 100 family members and hire an additional 300 samurai. Now a Moushashi sets out to defeat all 400 enemies in his most famous battle. Yes. So, this move is a move that is all shot in one take, pretty much. And it is a samurai, one samurai, versus 400. As they try to take him down, but he is a master, and he shall not be taken down. So, that is literally the 77 minutes of the movie out of like an hour and a half, or maybe even less, maybe an hour and 20 minutes is um do, wait that wouldn't make sense. Hour and a half, okay. But may, that the, the whole movie is just this guy fighting other samurais. So, what did you think, buddy?
0: Um, I didn't like it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I find, well, I was watching it. I kind of just put it on. I didn't even really pay attention to what the title of the movie really was. I was kind of like crazy samurai move. I didn't even think about it. And I put it on and then it starts. And then like the battle starts. And about 10 minutes go by and I'm like, probably like five minutes more so. And I'm sitting there like, wait, wait a minute. And I looked at the title and it was like 400 versus one. And then I Googled it and it was like and it was like this is a long take of a guy fighting a bunch of samurais and i was like oh my god this is going to be the whole move and i will say that made it easy to watch kind of because you didn't have to put much attention into it until they said stuff but when they said stuff it was mainly just like it was mainly like i think i've killed 70 now i must kill 320 310 more 300 i don't know math but anyway uh, and it could, though, I think the biggest downfall with the film is that it uses CG blood and the kills are very it, super just stupid. Like he's just hitting them and then blood splatters, but it doesn't really go anywhere, it just splatters in midair. And there's like no blood anywhere and there's no dead people on the ground. I think if this movie was a total gore fest and there was just real blood go spraying everywhere and people were like dead as heck all over the ground, it could have been cool and entertaining to watch but after about three minutes you're kind of over it so that's how i feel
0: um my biggest problem with it is it's just like the reason that people don't do stuff like this is because it doesn't work you can't make it work yeah because you're gonna sacrifice quality for quantity that is what this movie is it sacrifices quality sword fighting for quantity you yeah every, and I... th- like you have literal sequences of dozens of people running straight at him with their sword high above their head and getting chopped in the stomach in a row like like ah, ch- ah, ch- ah ch- you know what i mean it's just it's the quality is not there the quality is just not there and then on top of that like you have so many and ins- here's the thing so many instances of the exact same choreographed scene mm-hmm. tap them on the head with the sword do we see blood no 50 percent of the time we don't 50 percent of the time we do and when it flies in the air it disappears doesn't land on the ground there's there's like almost no blood on the ground for the first like hour of the movie or something mm-hmm. there's the the, the uh, everybody that he hurts scurries off screen because they don't want to get in the way of the fight <laughs> not like at, at one point in the film the bodies start to pile up on the ground i'm like oh now they're doing it you know but like the <laughs> Like, I mean, he could chop the guy's head off and they would scurry off-screen, essentially. Because mm. they need to be out of the way for the for the choreographed fight sequences. Um, It was a cool idea. I, yeah. And, I, and when you do an idea like this and you sell it on the idea, you gotta make the idea work. Because if it doesn't work, then it's all a waste of time. There's a reason mm. nobody does it. It's because it doesn't work. You can't do this. It doesn't work. Yeah. If you're gonna CGI everything then you have to have good cgi and you have to have um something actually happening like they it's basically it's basically backyard wrestling you know it's fake it's everything Mm. looks fake nothing looks real nothing looks exciting nothing looks entertaining um none of the, the the choreograph work is to the bare necessities of it to where there's really not that much movement differentiated between the sequences, the long sequences, because they probably need to simplify everything in order to not have a screw-up. So Mm -hmm. everything is bare-bones and simplified as possible, all the movements, all the sword fighting. It's it's pretty much as basic as it comes. I mean, the best parts of the film is when the swords clash, and it's like, you know, there's a couple seconds of, of them actually, like you know hitting each other's swords and stuff like that because you're like okay that kind of looks real a little bit but Mm. everything else is just so underwhelming it's probably it it's the most disappointing movie i've seen this year for sure because it's nothing like you expect there's no arms being chopped off no beheadings no um you know slices down the chest no you know legs being cut off or anything like monty python is more violent than this (laughs) <laughs> um, it it's, it's all bad pro wrestling is how I describe it.
1: Yeah, see, to me, it, this reminds me of me playing a video game like Resident Evil or something and the zombies start coming at you and the music kicks in because there is like, like the music keeps kind of changing throughout this and then it'll go like quiet for a while and then the music gangs back up whenever a fight begins again it really reminds me of playing a video game and then you like slaughter a zombie and then they kind of dissipate into the earth because of the graphics and stuff like that that is the best way I could describe it um and it's just over and over again and then you think you got away from them and then more come at you and uh yeah this was not it's just not not a fun movie to watch like it could have been a fun time but it just Because it was so poorly done, it wasn't. It had really nothing to offer. And like I said, after... You can watch it for ten minutes and then turn it off and be like... Okay, that's... Like, I've seen the film. That's it. Like, there's nothing else you really have to watch. So... Yeah, definitely not something that I shall ever want to watch again.
0: Yeah. um, It was a complete disappointment for me. I really didn't like this movie at all. Um it it it's actually becomes painful to watch after mm-hmm. 20 minutes it's the exact yeah. same thing for so long a- there's the like a mini boss at times which they could have done so much more with man oh they could have done so much more with it it was it was a it was a mess i i mean i feel bad even reviewing this film mm. just because it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. Right, right. I and mean, this like. Was, a... This was a film to review, like, from Wellgo USA, so, like. You know, sorry that we shit on it, but it's it's just not good.
1: Yes, I shall not pretend that it is. But I was gonna say, I kept checking the time, and it, it, it goes slow because it's too much of the same. Mm-hmm. Like, it does not speed up the time at all, so. Yeah, like I said, this could have been cool. I mean, it's kind of cool watching it be filmed in one shot. That's, like, the only thing I can really give it. But what you're actually watching just isn't good. So, do you have anything else?
0: Nope, that's it. Alright. Not sure what we're going to do next week. Um. Oh, did we rate it? No. Okay. Um. Go ahead.
1: Alright, I would give this a would give it Did you letterbox the review? Oh, no, I didn't. Hold on.
0: You're slacking today.
1: Buddy, I just You're You're the one who keeps it. You're like trying to speed it along. <laughs> okay, I have this one review and this guy gave it half a star. He said, <clears throat> "I don't even effing know what the hell I watched, but I do know that I want to watch it again with my friends as soon as possible. This movie is an eff- it's so effing incompetent that I am forced to believe that they tried to make it as bad as it is." The one-take fight is so fake and unprofessional. There's zero blood on the sword when a character dies. The people killed fall off screen and you can, and you see them again like five minutes later. He kills the same people like 40 times and it's not a race thing, I swear. You'll see it too. This literally reminds me of the crappy childhood sword fights I would do when I was, like, six years old. Everything looks so shitty and unprofessional that it legitimately becomes painful to continue laughing. My sides were aching for a solid hour after watching this, and I could not wait to see it again. What the heck? If you haven't seen this, keep an eye out for it. It's effing insane, and I loved every second of this dumpster fire. But he gave it a half a star, and he wants to show his buddies this, so... Um, I don't even know what to consider that review. I would consider that, uh not good let's see this guy let's see let's see let's see okay this guy gave it three stars says a really grueling film that initially comes across as a fun action movie with an infamous 77 minute one take samurai sword fight however as you watch it it becomes an experiment of monotony monotony and desensitization of violence The very low-budget filmmaking does leave a lot to be desired, and it isn't exactly an enjoyable experience, but an incredibly respectable one, nonetheless. And, yes. So, ratings?
0: Yeah, um... I... I'm probably... This is... Honestly, I'm probably going to drop my rating. I think I gave it a four. It's mm-hmm. not a four. It's a... It's a two.
1: Yeah, I think I, half, I... gave
0: maybe. Two and a half. I'll mm-hmm. go two and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I had it a little bit too high, too. Probably a three and a half or four. And I, I think I'm going to give it a two and a half as well. Just because it's like... It's just not enjoyable, like it's not something that you're gonna wanna watch sit down and watch. There's really nothing to it, just bad fighting. So two and a half
0: all right, um and with that said, that's gonna wrap up this one bit longer one honestly um and we I'm not sure what we'll do next week. um I mean there's Tom and Jerry out there, um there's some other you know streaming uh films like like i think shutter is getting a bunch of stuff so if we're opening up to be able to do everything we have a lot more options um anything particularly that you wanted to do
1: no i mean i do want to see tom and jerry kind of yeah so maybe we can maybe we can do that
0: all right so i guess that's it for tonight we will see you guys next time with another one and peace out bye